Welcome to Because Mom Said So. We're the same moms you have grown to love, but with a new twist. Join us each week as we talk about topics related to womanhood, to motherhood, and everything in between. I'm Melissa, mom of two, Maddie and Mackenzie. And I'm Jill, mom of three, Kendall, Riley, and Charlotte. I'm Kelly, mom of three, Brooke, Joshua, and Paige. And I'm Holly, mom of three, William, Mia, and Evan. Melissa, you need to have another child. Oh, I have my bunnies. You miss them. I have my bunnies. I have my grand dogs. I have my dogs. No more kids for me. Melissa has a menagerie. <laughs> yeah. I, <do. laughs> I love it, though. I love it, too. I love it. So... All right, what's on the agenda today? I'm so excited. This is going to be a fun one. This is like, we're going to talk about dance mom etiquette. And boy, (laughs) we know a lot about that. Uh, Yeah, I don't think anybody should ask me any questions about it because I was the one always in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Just no, you're always the one that helped. (laughs) Well, no, wait, you know what I remember about, this is really funny. I was thinking about this the other day. Remember recital? This was when I think Brooke was hurt. We had a big cooler. Or no, it wasn't when she was hurt. This was after that. A big cooler like at soccer games. And you made wine. You made... Um, sangria. Sangria for the yeah. recitals. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's number one of the etiquette thing you're not allowed to do at dance recitals. You're not supposed to bring alcohol. <laughs> and it, you had it in the corner and we had cups. And oh my gosh, isn't hey, that funny? You had to make it more fun, right? It was always so hectic and ugh. Just because we know the rules doesn't mean that we don't break the rules. Exactly. (laughs) Hell yeah. Rules are made to be broken. Yeah, I don't think that's in the dance mom etiquette. Bring wine. (laughs) Maybe in the parking lot, but they're usually at high schools, right? And where there's no alcohol allowed. Okay. We did write not for kids. We did write not for kids, though, I think on like with the sticky. But um, that was so funny. And we would drink cheese and wine. And I wasn't the only one drinking it. I want you all to know. Oh, no, oh, I drank I, it. I'm sure you weren't. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Dance mom etiquette. You know, there there could be rule books, hundreds of rule books put out there on this stuff because, you know, it's crazy. I think there's like your basic etiquette, like even like whenever you go to like a Broadway show or whatever, there's that kind of etiquette. But I think each dance studio has their own rules also on top of the regular etiquette rules. I know we always did. We always had crazy things up and above of. Well, why, why, I was to say, why do you think the rules are important? Why do you think etiquette's even important for a dance studio? Well, I think it is because first of all, moms, um, you know, there's lots of those crazy moms. None of us are crazy though, right? (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) you know, there are those moms that I remember would be upstairs um, looking down and Making, you know, telling their kid, look up, smile, do, you know. Tapping on the window. Just oh, my gosh. Everybody. I yeah. mean, you have those crazy moms. And if you don't control them, I think it could get really bad. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, Holly, I, I do think you have to have rules. And to the best of everybody's ability, what makes a good, smooth-running dance studio is when people follow the rules, like no tapping on the window and no, you know, one of the questions was, can you bring in a chair and sit inside the room with your child? And of course, you know, we were never allowed in the studio unless invited in. But I, I think rules 
are good so the parent and the child know their boundaries. Mm-hmm. I like at our studio, um, we used to have, um, this was before the show started, you were only allowed to watch one week out of the month, um, which oh, I wow. think is good. I mean, because, you know, I think the kids always look up at the parents because there's those kids that really like to dance, but their parents were the ones that wanted them to dance. So they didn't enjoy themselves, I think, when their parents watched because I knew a lot of kids like that. Um, and who wanted to be at a dance studio for five hours while their kid? Not me. I mean, seriously, we yeah. had plenty of other things to do. Yeah, we used to go eat. Yeah, that's what. That yeah, was I think I agree with you. I think having some like just community expectations are really important. So everyone is kind of functioning on the same like field. <laughs> like we all have an understanding of what sure. is okay and what's not okay. And so if someone kind of crosses that boundary, you know, like that is not. Yeah, that's not okay. I think you have to have rules everywhere. I don't think it's just a dance studio. I mean, I don't think you can, anything functions properly without rules. No, it's just like school. If everybody has a free-for-all, nothing's going to work out right. Right. You you have to have standards, even whether it's a playing field, a dance studio, a regular school. I, I agree. Yeah. So ladies, I was really excited to get um, the Sakara package because Maddie is not um, eating meat at all. She eats fish, so she's a pescatarian. And you should have seen, I mean, the products look so beautiful. And they were all pre-made. You didn't have to do anything. Like the soups were awesome. You just threw it in the microwave. Everything was like in glass. And it's really, really beautiful. Um, Maddie, So, that, so the packaging so was really pretty as well? It, Mm-hmm. Oh, that, so that makes it important. Right. It makes <laughs> if you want to eat good, it. It tastes good. The Absolutely. soups were so nice. She loved the salads. She was like, oh my gosh, mom, they're so good. I know they received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, and the New York Times. Oh, right. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I didn't get the food. I tried something different because everyone knows I've been talking about my, t- my metabolism as I've turned 50. And so. <laughs> So I just wanted a little boost and to try something new. And it was really important to me. I don't want to do any kind of fad diets or adding chemicals or anything that's not natural. And their metabolism super powder fits that bill. It's all plant-based. It's gluten-free. So for me, to have something that's all natural and it has like a cocoa powder taste to it. So it's like chocolate. So I just add it to my morning. Yep. Add it to my morning smoothie. You could add it to your coffee. You can just add it to about anything and just drink it. You just need one scoop. And it's just like a nice boost for your metabolism. It helps with bloating. So we got some some bloats, girls. Um, Tell me about it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) It's my baby fat. It's just not gone yet. Speaking of babies, Melissa, they have a prenatal vitamin supplement, which is a daily supplement pack, which contains algae, omega, superfood, multi, super greens, and micro minerals designed to support the entire pregnancy journey. That's so cool. Like they never had any of this stuff when we were pregnant. Like I'm jealous of all these people. The other great thing about this company is they provide all the clean essentials your body needs from folate to calcium and many more. And they're plant-based, vegan friendly and bioavailable. 
And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order of prenatal when they go to sakara.com slash mom or enter mom at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash mom to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash mom. And you know, what's interesting is I know how our studio was, but I don't think that it's proper. I think that it's nice, like when you go to a competition, I think being on the West Coast, when we used to go to dance competitions, when we filmed here, I thought it was so awesome. The audience was cheering everyone on. Did you guys notice that? But in when we were in Pittsburgh, we weren't allowed to talk to the other moms. We weren't allowed to talk to the other studios. We weren't allowed to clap for the other kids, which was bullcrap. I mean, I think you should always be kind to other studios. But do you remember that? I, yeah. I do. I do. There was a but distinct that, that, difference. Mm-hmm. A distinct difference. But, you know, that came down from one one person telling us what we can and can't do, you know, who we can and can't clap for. And but I, right. That's not good etiquette. <laughs> yeah, I think you should always clap for everybody. Right. Exactly. Also, but I do sense that there was like, um, I don't know, I, I think there's a different culture on the East Coast. As opposed to the West yes. Coast. And yeah, I, I think there was a disconnect for us when we went to the West Coast and we were still acting as if we're on an East Coast dance studio. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why aren't you doing us? Like, we cheer each other on and we're just like this camaraderie. And it was like such a foreign concept because the rivalries, I think, on the East Coast are so deep rooted that, yes, yes we I would have like the polite clap, but it wasn't the same level of. We want everyone to succeed, maybe because everyone's in the industry on the West Coast, or not everyone. That's that's an overgeneralization, but a lot of people. Um, I, don't I know. agree. West Coast, everybody was like, not just cheer. I mean, they were like screaming people's names they didn't even know. And I thought that was really incredible. I think it makes the makes for such a fun competition because East Coast, it was just so different. And, and that's what the kids need to see. You know, you could be the best dancer or the worst dancer. And I know it's competition, but at some point, it's not about that. It's about performing and getting out there and doing your personal best. So that's why it, it's good for the kids to know, cheer everybody on. You know, from the, from the little eight and unders or six and unders to the seniors, you know, everybody is getting out there trying to do their best. Help them out. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yeah, I, 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 agree. I agree. Absolutely. That's the whole premise, I think, of any extracurricular activity, and especially for something like dance, which is can be very individual, but it's also mm-hmm. very team-oriented, too, if you're part of a competition team. So you want to yeah. encourage everyone because, yes, they might be going against you in a solo division, but ultimately you are a team. So you should encourage each other. I was going to say that's what makes a team a team is when they work together There's and no have teamwork. I in team. That's right, and they become so good because of that, because they they have respect for one another. Right. I mean, I it's I don't know. I love dance competitions. Um, I think they're so much fun. I mean, I love recitals more, but um, I do like when all the kids are together and we have lunch together. But I used to get so mad, like when we were sitting down to watch a group or a solo or duet, whatever, and people would get up and move around during the middle of a dance. Uh, I'm like, that is the most disrespectful thing, I think. Yeah. Going in while it started, like, wait till the music stops and then go. And it's the same thing in the Broadway theater. You can't walk down the aisleway when the show has already started. 
Right. No, but that and used to make me so mad. And people would be talking. People do it like, all the time. There's kids on stage, people. Watch right. the and, kids. And we think it's disrupting us. But you know what? It's most likely disrupting the people on stage performing yeah. as well. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's number one. Kids. In etiquette, show respect, sit down, even if it's not your group or your child dancing, sit and and enjoy it and watch it and support it. And don't bring a crying child into the, you know, dance competition. That's a big thing, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Lock them up at home. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know, guys, if we're ones to talk about etiquette, but it sure, <laughs> but it sure brings back a lot of memories. Hey, of, you we, know, we a lot know of- the etiquette, whether we follow it is a totally different thing. We can speak about it because we know it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. oh my gosh. Um, I remember like um, my most favorite competitions probably were when our whole studio went to nationals. Because the kids would take class all day and all the moms would, we'd be in Vegas and we'd be swimming all day. Um, but it was just fun being in the, in the dressing room with the girls. Don't you guys think? I that do. Was so do much what, fun? what do you yeah. think are the biggest like rules to follow at etiquette? For someone like who's new to maybe the, I don't know, dance school or something like that or studio. Like if you're back, not even backstage, if you're getting ready, like you were saying in a dressing room. For a competition, what are, are there certain things that you would say, okay, you should follow these rules, but this is important to know? Hmm. Well, I, I think befriending the other students and the other moms is really important. I think being a team player, I really yeah, helping do. Helping other parents if they have like two children and need help, you know, doing a headpiece or something like that. Because people do stuff Working so together. differently at other studios. We got in such a good um, like, for instance, like putting a hat routine. On. It was yeah, called routine. a routine. Yep. Yeah. Our routine was so good. Like we had to sew our kids. It's funny when a new kid would come to the studio and the mom would see us sewing hair pieces in their heads or, you know, giving the other moms tips, I think is really awesome. Um, yeah. You know, it was always hard for a new kid to come to a studio, I think. Um, you know, because there is such cliques at dance studios. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and they come from a a different background, different types of etiquette. So, you know, learn, learn from the others, learn from the moms, learn what the rules are, try to get along. I think, I think that's key. I think asking a lot of questions. I think you have to ask Mm -hmm. a lot of questions, even if it seems silly, um, because I think there are a lot of unspoken rules. That's the thing that always used to trip me up. Or I, I would always trip over when I, because I worked a lot. So here is a mom who worked a lot. I didn't necessarily spend much time at the dance studio initially. And there were so many unspoken rules that I didn't quite understand the reasoning behind them. I probably still didn't understand the reasoning behind them, but I didn't understand that there were rules, I guess, <laughs> which is really yeah. difficult. Holly, were you a rule breaker? No. Oh, not Holly. Well, never. It wasn't to say that I was breaking them, but was I really following them? Because I didn't know they existed. So that's, the, yeah. you know, that's the element of it. Like there are things that you just well, may, may not realize. Maybe a note to all the dance teachers out there at the, at the beginning when you have your signups, you should give them like a little booklet of all the rules and the dance etiquette of their studio. Mm-hmm. Or some you know, kind of so orientation. moms that aren't there, then they will know, you know, what the rules are. Not that people are going to follow them, but <laughs> at least they'll have them. 
I liked at our yeah. studio, we had line parents. And that was really a good way of, you know, keeping communication open. And, um, you know, you were kind of in charge of your group of kids and moms. And that really helped, I think, too, you know. Yeah. And and sharing. I mean, I think everybody was really nice about, you know, sharing their earrings. You know, if someone lost an earring, let's face it, kids lose shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I used to do, which was really funny? I used to take all, because we used to have so many shoes. I would, you know, scrub them up and make them really nice. And the parents that couldn't afford their shoes, I would say, hey, I have shoes in my trunk. Just go in yeah. my trunk and grab whatever you need. <laughs> yeah. We weren't allowed to do that. But, um, you know, there was a lot of kids that wanted to dance and couldn't afford it. It's so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, you were always really good about that, Melissa, about sharing your stuff and things like shoes that you don't want back. But a good thing about dance etiquette is if you borrow something, and I, I believe this, return it, whether it's a hairnet, you know, of course you don't return that hairnet because what goes around comes around. You don't, yeah, you know, go yeah. and have to supply everybody with hairnets and bobby pins. Good point. Um, if you borrow it from someone one week, next week, you know, you go to you Sally's and, and regroup yeah. and you replace it. And I think that, I think we were all very good about that. And so no one was ever without something they needed because someone always was there always. to help out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was always the moms like, like, for instance, Kelly, she could always do hair. And I wasn't great at doing hair. Like if my kids would go to her if they needed something, you know, it was quite yeah. funny because and she was, you know, good at makeup. And, you know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And I'm not good at any of that stuff. But I always had backups of everything. So yes, that was my strength, you know. Well, yeah, I disagree. I think you were very good at that stuff. But you're right. Sometimes it's nice, like when your kid's having a little temper tantrum, uh, to have another mom to go to and say, hey, can you know, she's not letting me put her her French twist in. Can you go help Kendall me out? never did that, did she? <laughs> never. <laughs> never had a temper Never. <laughs> Holly's yeah. hugged Kendall so many times. She's yeah. like, it's okay, Kendall. <laughs> That's calm Holly down. would always take Kenzie, too. <laughs> But that's a good yeah. thing. Like you have to know your strengths. That's, like, what do you, what can you offer and bring? Because it's a village. That's literally what it is. It's just another yep. village. It's a little little community. And so we all have our strengths and you just kind of help each other out. That's the whole thing about motherhood. And you just, someone like I wasn't great with makeup or hair or a lot of, or costuming. I <laughs> 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 So, yes, you were. Things were what I liked. I just wasn't good at the behaving stuff. I was good at the hair, the makeup, and the costumes. I just didn't have the behaving under control. I was good at the organization and the packing and all that, and uh, getting everybody lunches and snacks and things like that. But I was, I'm with you, Hall. But I thought it was cute. Like when Nia would come with your father in law, who, God bless his soul, um, he would come and he would say, Do you have any brochures for me or pamphlets? I'm like, we don't have pamphlets or brochures. Isn't that funny? You'd always ask me. And then he's like, Nia has her suitcase. And Nia would come in with two big suitcases. You know, she's Holly's daughter. And, wait, um, I, I wait. I have a question. That is so cute. Did he want a brochure or a pamphlet on etiquette? On what no, to do with Nia just, at the studio? Just, the studio stuff. It was so cute. And he would oh, ask me. Oh, my God. No, any kind of brochure or pamphlet to take to like McDonald's when he had his m morning coffee with his friends. Yep. <laughs> to show them and show off what his granddaughter was doing. Oh, So he did want it regarding dance. That is oh, about the dance studio. Oh, for Absolutely. sure. 
Oh my God, I love that. But he would come in and talk to me and, and Nia would have her little McDonald's Happy Meal and her suitcases. And, and, and he's like, is there anything you need me to do? Can I help? And I'm like, nope. Because it was like, sh- you would be working and she would have to do the hours of photos. That's and- so cute. Did he ever get any pamphlets, Hall? He would get like, I don't know, like schedule, like papers and find some kind of random Oh paper. yeah, maybe schedules. You're right. I'm trying to I think of know. what was out there. God, how to, no, how to do a French twist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mac red lipstick, what shade? So but she dope. would fall asleep on the way. It was so cute. They had a routine. They, have, they had a yeah. routine. It was the sweetest thing. It was a really, it's, it was great. It absolutely was. <laughs> like I said, that is, it takes a village takes a village. And routine is good for children in in yeah. every aspect of, you know, Absolutely. school, extracurricular activities, dance. It's good to have a routine. And I loved when my girls came home from school. This when they used to go to school, it was so nice. <laughs> but anyway, they knew they had, you know, 20 minutes to get prepa- get ready, pack their dinners, their, you know, their after school snacks. Uh, because they had dance class. They had such a good routine. And, you know, during in between classes, they had so much time to get their homework done. I loved that. And I actually miss that because that's good in a child's life, knowing, you know, um, managing their time. It was it was key. I always found my children did better when they had a routine, like whether it's any Absolutely. kind of extracurricular oh, activity. I think everybody does. If yeah. you had some type, they always performed better in school. They had an extracurricular activity. For Nia, it was dance. Mm-hmm. For my boys, it was like either athletics or arts. But yeah, definitely. I agree. Routine is important. So ladies, I'm not sure if you guys are entertaining or not, but it's interesting. It's hard right now because of COVID. You really can't have people over. So it doesn't make sense to buy wine and buy a bottle because I don't have a large number of people coming over the house for entertaining. Unless you're me. See, you don't have to have company. Just yeah. Yourself, <laughs> like, all of- I don't think I've ever seen you. Oh, I saw you drink a margarita, I think, when we were in. You, you know me. So I don't need, I'm not a big alcohol drinker, but you want to be courteous, you know? So it's part of etiquette. You want to be able to offer people something to drink besides a Diet Coke. And I want to be sophisticated <laughs> and, you know, a worldly woman. So it's nice to offer wine. So at this point, it's just, I think usual wine kind of helps us bridge that because we really don't have a need to have bottles and bottles of wine that will go to waste. Unless like, you're like Kelly, who will definitely... Yes. <laughs> Find a way. <laughs> yeah, each bottle is 6.3 ounces, and that's considered a heavy pour. It's about a glass and a half of wine. So there's no more pouring wine down the sink that you don't want to finish, you know, if you don't finish the bottle, because that's what I do. That way it's always fresh. Yeah, and I, I do pour it down the sink, I have to say. And it's zero grams of sugar and low carb, which that's is my favorite part. I want to try the um, sparkling brute. Me too. I would. Lo- that's what I. Yes, would like. I'm looking forward to that. That would be perfect for New Year's when I heard that's it that they I'm had thinking. that. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm going to try it for New Year's. What a great idea! I'm going to plan ahead. I I think I want to get that too because I like that like a moscato and that would be like a sweeter wine. Yeah, bring in the New Year. With usual wines, perfect. 2021, here I come. Um, they have a special holiday product coming in November, Usual Reserve. It's an ultra premium limited Mount Veeder Cabernet Sauvignon. This is the most special wine yet, just in time for the holidays. 
It's hailing from one of the most celebrated plots of land in Napa. This Cabernet is concentrated and rich with just enough grip. You know what that means, Cal, huh? Gift it to yeah. someone special or keep it for yourself for the holidays, as usual. Go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use our discount code MOM for $8 off your first order and try the first glass on us. And that's www.usualwines.com and use our discount code MOM. I have a good one. What about when our kids would get ugly costumes, which <gasps> it happened all the time? What is the proper etiquette for that? That's a great mm. question. Yeah. You yeah. just have to keep quiet. You better and not ask up. me because I never shut up. I Remember that one time Brooke got that costume and it was like stickers on it. Oh, my um, god! It, it was like so bad. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, and Kenzie got one that this, when you went to the zipper, it was supposed to be a heart, and it was like, it was crooked, and she was crying, because that was when she cried all the time, and she hated that costume, but there was nothing we could do. Interesting. For me, I never had a problem speaking up about terrible costumes, because, and there was a right way to do it. Um, for me, I had, <laughs> I, plen- I had plenty of experiences with poor or ugly costumes for Nia. And I think you just have to, as a mom, think about it as far as what is truly the issue. Because there are plenty of costumes I did not think were were great costumes, were not beautiful costumes. I think Nia often had costumes that were not beautiful. But I also had to think of you can't complain about every single costume because then you actually yeah, lose right. the yeah. – I, I don't know, the, the strength of your argument. So for me, I really had to think about, one, is the costume safe? And there were some costumes I thought it, they were not safe. If like you had two masks and you can't breathe on stage, not a safe costume. Or a costume which absolutely was not secure, un, unflattering, or might pop, or, or you might be exposed in some way. So that would be an issue. Or something I just thought was outright offensive and derogatory. So as a parent, you just have to really pick and choose your battles. And if a costume is really rubbing you the wrong way, sit back and evaluate. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And, and, and just think about what is the real issue and try to approach the teacher with respect, but also with what what is the true issue. It's not just that it's ugly, but especially if you're spending a lot of money on a costume, but really think about what the issue is at hand. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and you know, find out what's the goal here? What are you looking to achieve with this costume? Like, right? How, like, why, why two masks? Why not one? Or whatever it is. And if there's something, and, but safety is the most important thing. And by safety, it's your emotional safety, because you don't want to feel like your child has been set up in a vulnerable situation, but also their physical safety. So you have to really think yeah. those things through. That that brings up one of our questions is that what should dancers not wear? And that reminds me, Holly, remember they used to always want to wear socks. And that was always such a big thing. Like it's oh, not safe to dance in socks because they're slippery. Yeah, Absolutely. I always used to get so scared with that too. Absolutely. And now there's a thing with like one sock on and one sock off. And you're like, but socks yeah. are Ugh. are an issue because I well, you can't do acro and stuff. I don't know. They create shoes uh-huh, for a reason. <laughs> they exactly. shoes for a reason. Yes. And yeah. if you're barefoot, that's one thing, which is great for contemporary. And I get it. But the sock thing, I just see it as a hazard. I really do. 
Yeah. So um, I, I have another one. What, um, you know, like what about the etiquette for kids on stage when they have to go through all the awards? I mean, oh, my gosh. Do you remember we would go? We went to that uh, star power. Mackenzie fell asleep on stage. We were there. <laughs> it was 1 a.m. Yeah. And she was itty bitty. And she was like yeah. this on stage. But I mean, that was like hundreds of awards they had to go through. I, I remember sitting there watching them like. Looking at their shoes and and doing this and doing that, like doing anything but paying attention to what was going on on stage until their name was called. Kendall and Maddie would be doing each other's hair on stage. Like, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, don't keep your hands to yourself. (laughs) Now, that's that's a tough question. What you know, I I think. It comes with self-discipline. Sit still and wait. Wait your turn, even if it's four hours long. Oh That's hard God. for young kids. It I is. don't. I don't have an answer but for that. But I think you have to of- remind kids that just like they're on stage when they're performing, you're when you're on yeah, stage. See them. Yeah, when you're on stage waiting for your award, people see you. So it's not like you have, you're behind an invisible screen. We see that you look bored. We see that you may <laughs> have an attitude. We see that you may not be a good team player when you don't win or you don't place. So you need to represent not only your studio, but yourself well, because when people take a snapshot of that stage, do you want to look like a miserable Are are you having your eyes rolled? And (laughs) you're like, ah, exactly. I know. Watch your facial expressions. They get you in trouble. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. But, But just like you're on stage to perform, you're on stage to receive an award. So I think it's the yes. same level of performance. And I also think there's etiquette when you're behind the stage waiting to go on and dance. Like you have to be respectful of the kids that are on stage and not be talking to the, the kids that are waiting to go on, you know, after them and stuff. And I think that's very important because that's very just as distracting as the people in the audience talking. I agree. I think the backstage etiquette is so incredibly important because it's very distracting to have people doing all sorts of crazy stuff backstage. One, because it's also really like the space is usually very small and it's yeah. dark and it's dangerous. And you sometimes you see kids goofing around and playing and like, that's not a playground. And moving the curtains when you're trying to, you know, concentrate on your dance and listen to your music. And But I loved how our kids were because if you, you know, we were typically in the front row watching them and I would love like if one of our kids were doing a solo, all the kids on the side would be doing their dance with them (laughs) and like, you know, like clapping and they weren't really allowed to scream at them because that was not part of our dance etiquette. We weren't allowed to yell. Remember that? We weren't allowed to yell their name or anything like that. Other studios could, but we were, we were just allowed to clap and not say, yay, (laughs) you know, Nia, Nia. Brooke, whatever. But um, the girls backstage were always so good with the girls that were on stage. I agree. Yeah, I thought that was cute. That's, it's nice they, to have your teammates backstage with you because I know a lot of the girls would get nervous. Even I don't care how many times they would perform. Just being backstage and seeing a familiar face or a teammate, having your team members there just physically there, that kind of solidarity uh-huh. gives you that kind of confidence. But I found our girls were really good about not being disruptive backstage. They kind of were like yeah. in their own zone, <laughs> their own little yeah. bubble. They were oh, good. Sure. But do you know why? They knew the consequences if they weren't. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's good. I mean, I think it's good Absolutely. that they had rules, you know, because they could be crazy. Because some dance studios, whoo, you know how that Yeah, was. I don't think it, some of them had any rules. But you know what, you guys? Some people 
take and and it's perfectly fine. Some kids and parents put their kids in dance for um, exercise for an extracurricular mm-hmm. activity, and some really take it seriously. They want them to learn to dance. So, I do think that we have to look at there are competitive dance studios, and then dance studios learn to dance and learn to you know stretch and move um and i think we were on the really high end of a competitive studio Mm -hmm. but we you know you have to respect both sides of it some people didn't want to take it seriously they just enjoyed learning to dance i loved rec because i worked on recreation day the wednesdays I love those parents and I love those kids because the kids just wanted to dance. And I mean, they were, some of them they were, were relaxed. They were there to have fun. <laughs> they had yeah. so much fun. And the parents were so sweet. They would always cook for me and bring me goodies. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, they were just really sweet kids. They would all hug me and, um, you know, well, that's but yeah. we had, that's interesting because there are kids who move from the recreation team to the competition team. Are there any rules you would tell someone in preparation for that? Because it is a difference moving from recreation to competition. Absolutely. Dance team. Yes. I think there's a lot of rules because the recreation kids, like they didn't have to come every week. You know, it's it wasn't mandatory. mandatory. Right. Yeah. But when switching over, you it's mandatory. I mean, you're not allowed to miss unless you're sick. Or, you know, something Sometimes you weren't even allowed when you were sick. If you weren't dying, you should have to be there. (laughs) Oh, I know. That is true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When the kids were hurt, they still had to go to class and just sit in the back. And and, take notes. um, Yeah. Yeah. When Paige had her broken foot, she would sit in class and take, she she had to sit and write like ballet notes. I remember. Yeah. It it wasn't like you were hurt and you couldn't dance. You sat at home. It was, Mm -hmm. no, you sat in the studio and- Write down your ballet notes and or definitions and things like that. But that is a good point for from going from recreation to competition. I mean, it is a big, big jump. Well, it's a commitment, and I think uh, you know if anybody would ask, "Oh, should should I put my child into a competitive studio?" Uh, yeah, if if the child really wants to, but it's a commitment on everybody's end, and yeah. not just time. It's money. It, it's a huge commitment. Um, and some people are ready for it and some aren't. But I think they need to know what are they what they're getting themselves into if they join a competitive team. Right. Oh, no. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Someone mentioned before clicky behavior at a dance studio. How do you handle that? I, on, two, on two ends, I'm going to pose it as a mom because moms have clicks. As well as kids. Yeah. How do you you handle that? Or how do you address it? Is it the same or is it different? Well, it's definitely different, I think. But like as a mom, there was some moms at the studio that I couldn't even stand to be around. I'm sorry, but you know who they are. Um, And there, there was this one family. Oh, my gosh. They were so crazy. And they would bring all their kids. And I'm like this, you know, they would run up and down the steps hit the windows and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> please leave but they wanted to be in our clique which I don't feel that we had a clique we just because we kind of I, I think you kind of stay with the group of yeah, moms we just spent that your so kids much time. danced with do you yeah, know what it, I mean like yeah 
the we minis really stayed click. together and the, the juniors stayed together. The seniors' parents stayed together. I think it was all – I don't think it was really you liked those people more than the others. It was just no. that's when you were there together. Exactly. I agree with you. But the kids definitely have cliques. And I would feel bad for those kids that, you know, weren't in the clique. But what are you supposed to do? Kids have to kind of handle that on their own own i think but just be have nice. to tell them to be nice to yep. each other yeah, it's it's I mean, hard i think it happens it is it does yeah. happen and i think it's one of those things as a parent that if there are opportunities like whatever those opportunities might be maybe it's um, a birthday party and you're, you're inviting kids from the dance studio Invite all the kids to the dance studio. Exactly. Don't invite yeah. just same, same rules as in school. Exactly. But you invite the whole class. Right. You, you don't have seven kids in the dance group and invite five of them right. to it. Like, exactly. Oh, that, that is great etiquette. You're right. You cannot exclude kids. You yeah. can't. But I mean, I think um, that's just common sense in everyday life. You'd like, be surprised. Yeah. Raise their kids that <laughs> doesn't way. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Etiquette. Absolutely. Right. And I think sometimes it's just the extra added effort for parents. Like if you're at a competition and people are going to lunch, try to encourage the entire line to go to lunch together, or to, or have a yeah. seat or a section or a corner for the entire line to sit together and eat. Um, not yeah. just, uh, you know, the really good friends. I mean, I, I, you're excited. You want to hang out with your friends, but it's also a competition. So hang out with your team, the, the, your line. So I think you just have to yeah. t- maybe be a little bit more intentional, not fake, but just try to smooth things out. For me as a mom, when I was working, I didn't know people because I was just kind of in and out. So it took mm-hmm. me a yeah. little bit longer to get to know people because people didn't know me, um, which was wasn't frustrating for me. I think I could tell other people would be frustrated by it because they wouldn't necessarily be included with going out to drinks or to eat. But for me, I was like, I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff to going on. But Holly never had time for us. She's like, I don't know. She's, no, she's known me since Neo was like two or three. But I'm good, Kelly. I'm good. You're like, I'm going home. I got I'm it. Good. I got it. Work on my thesis. <laughs> but as as she got older and she wanted to get more involved with the girls, I'm like, I have to make a more, like, a concerted effort to be involved with the moms. So some of it was really on me to be more involved and kind of ensued my way with the uh-huh. Kelly and Christy yeah. conversations and dazzle them <laughs> with my wit. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not so much. But, you know, you just have to sometimes just make your, put yourself out there more or offer help. Like if you have extra uh-huh. supplies at competition or, you know, just make yourself, you just have to put yourself out there a little bit more and hope that someone would bite. Yeah. That's, that's good advice, Holly. Girls, this is like one of my favorite things that we have in this family. And we kind of fight over this. So the Theracon is we love it so much because, you know, we have dancers and um, we use it all the time. And our massage therapist, actually, I got a massage last night and she used it on my legs because I have like, I keep getting Charlie horses in my legs. And um, the Theragun is just amazing. I just, I can't even tell you. Well, it's so cool because whether, you know, all of our girls have danced. So they definitely have aches and pains, but it's for athletes like my boys would mm-hmm. love this as well. But or just regularly, for, regular old people like me. Yes. Yeah. Even for us. <laughs> and you know what else? <laughs> because we could all identify. I think we're all spending more time 
on the computer, on your laptop. So you're scrunched yeah. or you're hunched over. So you have these aches and pains and tightness in your muscles. And a Theragun would do just a trick, just kind of alleviate that pressure and kind of give yourself a personal massage, which is pretty cool. Plus, it's nice because now a lot of people don't want to go to massages because of the virus. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that close to people. So this is something you could do at home, which is very nice. And you could do it to each other. It's funny because we all do that. Like We're like turning over and then you know, doing each other's backs, but you can do it to yourself. When you do it on your legs, oh my gosh, it's amazing. I can't even tell you. I love it so much. Well, self-care is really important. And I think with the daily pressures of the stress that we're all feeling, taking care of yourself in these little ways, whether you have someone helping you and as you're doing it for a partner or a friend or a buddy or your Mm -hmm. kids are helping you, or you're just doing it to yourself. I think you just, that's important to do and keep in mind, treat yourself and just take care of yourself. These little things like that make all the difference. Oh, I totally agree. And I think, oh, so um, Maddie goes to the physical therapist and um, she heard her back dancing not too long ago and they use it on her at the physical therapist, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. They have a mini one and then they have a, a normal size one. Um, I like both of them because you can throw the mini one in your backpack when you're traveling. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's kind of portable. Yeah, it's it's incredible. and so quiet. So if you want to do it on the plane, <laughs> you can do it on the plane. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just giving myself a massage. (laughs) (laughs) So ladies, the all new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you will wonder if it's even on. So you can soothe your aching muscles with Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. You can try the Theragun for 30 days and there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. With an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starting only at $199, which is really good. That is really good. You figure how much you spend on a massage. That's like two massages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you have this to keep. I'm a big believer in investing in you and taking care of your body. You only get one body. So take care of it. It's your instrument. It's your temple. So So go to theragun.com slash mom right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash mom. Theragun.com slash mom. But you know what I found was really fun? Like we used to go, like the Sheraton Station Square was my favorite place. And we would go. I used to go there too. And Greg was always good about this too, but he would like. You know, we would make like a camp upstairs and our whole studio would sit together. And I loved it because our little ones would sit on the seniors' laps and we would all, like some people pack their lunches and other people, you know, everybody set up little camp, but we were all together. Yeah, it didn't matter if you bought your lunch or you packed your lunch. Everybody sat together. So it wasn't like if you couldn't afford to go out to lunch, Mm -hmm. it didn't matter because you were eating still in the same place as everybody else. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah, that was just something. Everybody shared too, which was nice. I know. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Yeah. They were, yeah. I mean, that was you know, such shared a fun their time. snacks and their drinks and their, yeah, come on, more the merrier. I think that's nice. And that goes back to the etiquette of what goes around comes around. If you're drinking someone's drinks one day, the next competition, you bring them for that's everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Like that just makes for good, good etiquette. That just makes for a good team. Everybody's happy. We had a really great studio from the little kids to the big kids. I mean, I, you know, that's one thing that I really take away from our studio. I always loved when the little kids looked up to the big kids and I, I give the seniors and, you know, the older kids and 
gosh, you know, they weren't that much older, but the younger ones looked so up to them. And that that's great. That's that's the way it's supposed to be. They were you know, patient. You, yeah. When you have a good set of seniors every year, you know that the kids went through a good system throughout that dance studio from, you know, minis to juniors to seniors. That that makes for a good studio. So for maybe people looking for dance studios, kind of, you know, and you have, let's say, a a three or four year old. I mean, we all started our kids really, really young. And I I don't regret it. I think I think Uh that's great. No, I I agree. If you're looking for a studio, kind of look at the seniors and see how they get along, because then you'll know the progression. If your child stays there for 10 years, they're going to be a happy senior like these girls and boys. I do have a question. What do you do when you, because I think what's the right approach when you are dealing with a difficult person in your studio? Because we know we all have them, whether it's another mm-hmm. parent or teacher or whoever, what, what advice would you give for how you would approach that person? Ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to Dr. Holly and say, Dr. Holly, can you talk to this person for me? <laughs> I don't oh. think Holly would take that advice. No, Holly, you're never one to let someone get get over on you. Let them know how you feel. Yeah, talk Wouldn't to them. You I, suggest yeah. try to figure it out. What what's the problem here? Right? Because mm-hmm. there's a like there's a parent out there, and you know we all have seen them that complain about everything. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. my kid doesn't have the best costume. She wants this. You know, they want the best solo, blah, 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 blah. You know, I think it's just something to say that, you know, it will be her turn or I don't know. I mean, you know, know. there's usually an underlying reason why people are complaining. Sometimes it's not what they're complaining about is the problem. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Uh some people are just troublemakers. And, you know, squeaky wheel gets the oil and they they want the attention and they want to be the the alpha mom. No, I agree. I, but, I think there are uh, there are people who are just by nature, they're a little bit more difficult to work with. But I also think it's hard. Sometimes for me, I try to make light of the situation just to kind of break the ice because I find dance studios to be incredibly stressful at times and very intense, <laughs> which I just can't understand why. Especially when there's a TV show being filmed. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the reason why. But exactly. <laughs> so that could have been it. But I think dealing with a difficult person, that's part of life. And I think just because yeah. you're in a dance studio, it doesn't change things. Like if you're having difficulty interacting with someone, whether it's in a dance studio or if it's at work or if it's home, you have to try to find some kind of strategies to deal with that person uh, because mm-hmm. most likely they're not going anywhere and you're probably not going anywhere. So you just have to find a way to coexist without you both losing it. And and that mm-hmm. that's... Easier said than done at times because some people really yeah. know how to push buttons and work a system. But um, I just think that to find some kind of resolution for you so you have some element of peace is really important. I'll I'll just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, I love your bubble you live in. I'm funny. That's funny. That's a good one. Well, it's the old, old saying, surround yourself with good people and people who are like you, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So 
And not everybody is like no, not- everybody. And you're going to come across difficult people. And for sure, um, if you're Melissa, run from them. If you're Holly, <laughs> learn, learn to deal with it because that's life. Suck it up. Yeah. No, I, 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 I totally agree with you all. I thought it was funny. It. Hey, what's the craziest rule that you ever broke? Oh, gosh. Uh, I know. Do, do you, we, our podcast isn't long enough for me to answer that question. Somebody else better well, answer that one. I think I think the one is the um, – because we were not allowed to have alcohol at, oh, yeah. you know, during recitals. So that was probably our biggest rule that we broke because we did the sangria. And then I got, um, like, wine coolers and wine. And um, that was probably – <laughs> I think mine was – I – I enjoyed watching my kids dance. I just loved it more than anything. And sometimes they'd close the blinds or make everybody leave. And sometimes I'd sneak in and look. (laughs) But no one, you know, my children didn't know. And I just, it just made me feel good to know that my kids were safe and having fun. And I, I honestly think sometimes it was... When they were little, little, I was worried. What if they're scared or what if they're crying? I was worried, Yeah, you know, I, leaving them with someone I didn't know very well. But so I think sometimes I would like peek and watch when I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. So I don't no know. Regrets. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. Mom failed. I don't know, moms, but I'm saying that I get the mom fail on this one. Oh. I, I, I think that every single thing we've brought up, I've done well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've passed any of those etiquette questions. At least one time or another, I've not listened to the rules. <laughs> so I'm saying I'm the fail of this. this I topic. love you. Oh, my gosh. You're being hard on yourself, you Kelly, are. because look at your girls. Look at your oh dancers. Gosh. They were beautiful yeah. dancers. They were lovely on stage. They always said and did the right thing. So yeah. I, I, don't beat yourself up over no. it. It's okay. <laughs> we we all fail. I don't know if we read out. any of us get gold stars here, but I always, to be <laughs> no. honest with you, but I always went to you when it came yeah. to figuring out the rules so i thought you knew a lot yeah. you and melissa are- i knew all the rules i just didn't follow them <laughs> but i was you know, there so long i had to know the rules but do you know what i used to do i don't know if you guys knew this but i used to sit on the corner upstairs and um maddie came up and goes mom um this said you might as well work at the front desk because you're not allowed to be here and you're here every night so <laughs> i would never want to leave my kids so, so you broke the rules too, Melissa, not just me. <laughs> no, I did break the rules, and but then I started working there for free. Um, that but, was your punishment. Um, that's how I, yeah. Yeah. which I loved. I loved working at the front desk. I have to tell you, I, well, you I would love kids. to run a studio. Well, maybe you will someday. Never say never, Melissa. That is so nope, true. It'll be so much fun. I could see it. I could see it. Oh my gosh, you guys, that's our next adventure. Oh, could you uh-huh. imagine? Oh my gosh. Oh, my oh it's dance studio. We'll be coast to coast. I would love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'd be so much fun. With all the etiquette and rules to follow. Fan, Fan question. question. Well, I'm going to do this one. Vanessa Diaz. Um, how do I let the parents, moms, understand that they cannot be in a dance room? I've had parents bring a chair out of nowhere and sit See? feet away from where the dancers are. Are you serious? Thanks, wow. Vanessa. I love this question. Yeah. I put a sign on the door saying no parents allowed. 
Oh my gosh, I think that's hilarious. Well, they probably do, Kelly. <laughs> I mean, parents, sometimes people feel like I'm paying for this, I'm paying a lot of money, I'm going to watch. And, and I'm not saying I feel that way. I think people do, and therefore they go in. But I think in that case, maybe the teacher or the owner, whoever's enforcing the rules, needs to say that, you know, they they know what Teachers are professionals. They know what they're doing. And there's a reason they don't want the parents to watch. And usually it's because it it disrupts the students. Yeah, That's right. It's sure. distracting the little ones. I mean, the little ones, you get distracted so easily. I agree. Yeah. And if you let one parent in, then you have to let them all in. And that's like the, the problem. Has to go for everybody. So if I let you in, then I have to let ten other parents in, and the studio probably isn't even big enough to have that many parents in the room. It does set up a dangerous so, precedent. I think I would want to know yeah. a little bit more: is this a private or is this a class? If it's a class, then I would say no, no parents allowed. If it's a private, I would say well, ask the maybe the teacher could ask the parent if the teacher asks you to go right. in. Because sometimes we used to go in and film it or at the end or something like that. Maybe there's a compromise yeah. at the end or if the teacher could ask them, yes. the parent, like what exactly are you looking for? Or are you concerned with? And you could take that information and work on it or whatever at the end. I just think I would like to do a little bit more information, but it's a good question. Yeah. That is a yeah. really good question. Who wants to do the next one? This I like this one, Jodi Okarma. I think I said her name right. She says, I'm lucky that my daughter goes to an amazing studio. No drama. My wow. question is, I know. My question is, how much is too much? My daughter's nine and dancing about 20 hours a week. This is including classes, a private and nutcracker rehearsal. Sometimes I think is, is it too much? Well, I, I like this question because our kids dance question. that uh, probably that much. Oh, yeah. um, easily. You know, but I think at age nine, you have to see if they love it. And mm-hmm. if the little girl doesn't complain about it and says, I love to go to dance, I think it's good. I mean, it, it teaches them time management. It teaches them, yeah. you know, as long a as structure. They, if doing it that much, they can keep up with their schoolwork and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think as long as you can keep up with your schoolwork and your chores say that you have at home, mm-hmm. then then I would say that's fine. But, you know, once it starts interfering with the everyday life, I think it will be too much. Or if they're unhappy, like you said, unhappy going, like, oh, I don't want to go to dance tonight. Well, then maybe rethink it. Maybe it is too much. Maybe go every other night instead of a couple hours every single night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once your kid says, I don't want to go, that's when you have to think about it. Yeah. Right. I think it's too much when your child says it's too much. Like, I think as parents... And sometimes kids will hide things because they think they're doing it to make us happy. But when when your child says it or when you can sense that they're they're losing interest, then it's become too much. That's a great question. I really like that. That was a good uh-huh. question. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Because Mom Said So. Make sure to listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can ask us questions or suggest topics by sending us an email at becausemomsaidso4 at gmail.com and follow us on becausemomsaidso4 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Tune in next week because I'm a mom and because mom said so.